Hello and welcome to the Mama Love Podcast. I'm Annie Love and this is episode 60. People often say to me things along these lines, oh, you're always doing so much. Do you ever sit still? Or I get tired just watching all the things that you do. And it makes me laugh because yes, I absolutely do have a full life and I do have lots on the go. But I genuinely don't feel frazzled or overwhelmed or life, that life is, you know, particularly crazy and chaotic. So I guess I wanted to talk about how I manage my time and share some insights that you might find helpful. And not in the sense of follow this productivity hack and you'll have the keys to life, um, but it might just help you shift your relationship with time. Welcome to the Mama Love Podcast. My name is Annie Love and I'm a mum, a wife, a life coach, creative spirit and all-round positive thinker. Our parenting journey has been, well, a bit of a roller coaster, and I've learned the hard way how to navigate through some pretty tumultuous times. This podcast is about finding joy, even in the midst of darkness, and believing that we can find light on the other side, even if the landscape is different to how we expected it to look. We're going to share stories and conversations along the way and talk about how we create our best life, even when things feel hard. Thank you for being here. Okay, so I guess I've got, look, let me check my list. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six things that I want to talk to you about, about time. Okay, so number one is our language, the language that we use around time. So there are certain phrases that you will never hear me say. And one of them is, I don't have time. Another one is, I am so busy. And the reason for that is that I truly believe our language is so important. You know, there's that little phrase where our focus goes, our energy flows. So if we're always talking about how frazzled, busy, chaotic, stressed and out of time we are, of course that's how we're going to feel. I also believe that if we really want something to happen, it's a priority in our life, we'll find the time to make it happen. We'll make the time to make it happen. So it's not that I don't have time, but more accurately, it's something I'm just not prioritizing right now. As a side note, I actually don't even say the words, I'll try to do something, because on reflection, I know that when I say I'll try, I'm not actually committed to making it happen. So I'm only going to say I'll do it when I know I have the time and the space and the motivation to make it happen. So I'd love you to have a think about how you talk about time in your own life. What kind of world are you creating? Are you creating a world with your language that is busy and stressful and frazzled and chaotic? So think about whether you could use affirmations like, I have all the time I need. Remember that your words have power. 
What kind of world are you creating? What affirmations are you using? What language are you using around your time? The second thing I wanted to mention that I do with regard to my time is I prioritise my own self-care. I prioritise my own rest and self-care because I know it makes such a big difference to how I feel and it actually makes the rest of my schedule feel more spacious. As a life coach, I hear a lot of clients saying, I don't have time for self-care or I'll get to that if I get time. But spoiler alert, it's pretty rare for us to have spare time, right? Especially in this busy world that we live in. If you have spare time, I'm pretty sure you'll just find another job to get done, right? We live in this world where productivity and pushing and hustle is is glorified. So it's really hard for us to give ourselves permission to rest, especially as women and mothers. But what if you actually booked your self-care into the calendar and made it a priority? What if you valued yourself enough to actually block out that time? It doesn't have to be a huge amount of time, but what can you do that feels sustainable? Maybe start experimenting with 20 minutes a day and see how that feels. So for me, it's about getting up a little bit earlier than my kids, um, which isn't hard, admittedly, at 11 and 13, they love a sleep in. But getting up a little bit earlier, doing a 10-minute meditation, and that's the way I start my day. Maybe fitting in a little bit of journaling if I need to get some thoughts out of my head. But I then feel empowered and spacious and ready to take on the day. It makes getting out of the house in the morning uh, easier and calmer and happier because I'm in a good headspace and therefore that flows onto my family. Self-care is going to look different for everyone. So for me, I guess the things that are top of my list are going for a walk in the local area, a 10-minute meditation, a quick journaling session, reading. I love reading. On the weekends, I hike with friends, which might be a little bit longer session, just a couple of hours. What does it look like for you? How do you fill your bucket, so to speak? so that you can give from the overflow rather than always feeling empty. Okay, number three, boundaries. I am really protective of my energy. It might be an introvert thing or the fact that I have a family of mostly introverts, but I'm really careful about how much I book into our calendars. So I wonder, how do you feel about boundaries? Are you good at saying no to things? Or are you constantly, one of my clients told me this week that in her head she's thinking, no, 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 I can't do that. And out of her mouth flows, yep, sure, no problem. 
So let's have a think about our boundaries. Because when we say no to one thing, we're actually saying yes to something else. And often that yes is about yes to our own energy and our own headspace. So are you putting boundaries around your time and protecting yourself and your energy? Number four is outsourcing. So I have got to a point in my life where I often think, what are the things that I can delegate to other people, whether that be in my family or external services? Ben did an amazing job this past weekend while I was away of replacing some of the fly screens in our house. And I got home and he'd done such a great job. And then I looked at how filthy, it just made me realize how filthy all of our windows are. And my first response was, oh, I'm going to have to clean all of those. And then I thought, actually, maybe that's a good one for Airtasker. Do I need to be the one who cleans the windows? Mm, Nope. I've got talents in other areas, as my mum would have said. So I often think about outsourcing jobs in terms of opportunity cost. If I say yes to cleaning windows... What am I saying no to? What else could I be doing in that time? And it's not always about the money. Sometimes it's about the energy cost. What else could I be doing that brings me joy or that brings in income? Could I be spending that time connecting with my family rather than exhausting myself scrubbing windows? So what do you doing in your life that's taking up time that you don't love that you could outsource and you know these things don't have to cost money you know maybe it's um maybe it's carpooling and and working with a local family to go to and from school or activities with your kids rather than you having to drive all the time And I was just thinking about this today. You know, we've got a family down the road who we carpool with. um, We share the driving in the afternoon. And those two afternoons a week where I don't have to, you know, rush out the door to go and collect five boys, um, where I can just open the carport gate when they get home. It's really lovely. It's a freedom So have a think where you can outsource in your life. Number five is planning and preparing. So Sunday afternoons now over a coffee, I sit with my blank undated weekly calendar and I write out everything that we have on for that week. This came about because our kids are old enough that they want to know what's happening in our week and what we're all doing. Um, But They don't necessarily have devices where they can see our electronic calendar. So Ben and I use Outlook to manage our calendars and to see what each other is doing. But the boys aren't at that stage yet. So um, we just got an undated week to an opening calendar that hangs up on the wall in the kitchen. And I map out 
the week to show everybody what's going on. So whether there are, you know, events where we're going out or, you know, whether someone's got an exam or an assignment due, they can see it all. Um, and then <laughs> Sam loved it so much that he wanted his own version in his own room. So we've got one of those going on too. Um, it's also a great time for us to meal plan for the week. So just to set out what we're going to have each night. Now, I guess going back to number four, we use the HelloFresh dinners. Um, so three nights a week, I know that there will be dinners already pre-planned for us as part of that HelloFresh delivery. So that is really good just not have to think about those three nights a week. And then I know I've got a bit of space if we're going out or what have you that there's a couple of meals that I need to plan and some that just free flow. We see what happens. But it's great to be able to map that out rather than being at the shops at a time of day where it's crazy busy and everyone's hungry and and then we push out the rest of the night. So what kind of planning and preparing can you do at the start of your week to make the rest of your week feel a little bit more spacious? You know, maybe it's a good opportunity to look at who's going where and where you might need help, you know, for driving, where kids need to be picked up and dropped off. So, so much of that stuff as women and mothers, we carry in our heads. That's a mental load. So how much of it can you map out so that the whole family can see it and you don't have to carry that all by yourself in your head? All right, so number six is just a couple of other productivity hacks. Aside from planning out my week on a Sunday, here's just a few things that I find helpful when it comes to my weekly schedule. So I am really selective about the three main things I want to achieve every day. Rather than having a massive to-do list, I just think of three things I want to tick off. And bonus points if I can do it the night before and have a think about what my intentions are for the next day. So what's going to move the needle forward rather than just doing lots of busy work. You know, it's great doing busy work and then you get to tick things off the list, but does it actually move the needle forward? Does it make a difference in your business or in your career or in your family? Um, actually, if you want to have a listen, back in episode 31, I interviewed my sister Beck and her husband Joe, and they are the king and queen of systems. And they talked about what is the progress that you care about. So it's something that I've really thought about since doing that episode with them because it's so easy for us to tick things off the list, but it's not actually the things that we care about. There's a real sense of accomplishment and achievement when we tick things off the list that actually make a difference, that we actually care about. You know, at the end of the day or the week or the month, what do I want to say that I have achieved? 
It's easy to get dragged down the rabbit hole into email and social media or tasks that aren't as important. So I really actively have to ask myself, what am I meant to be doing right now? Is this what I'm meant to be doing? And bring my focus back on what's important. I don't know about you, but distraction can happen pretty easily, especially when you're sitting at a computer and, you know, notification comes through or you happen to check email. That rabbit hole is very easy to fall down. So just pulling our focus back to what's important. Time blocking can really help. Have you tried that? So rather than working through a to-do list, you allocate time on your calendar for each task. Now, there are lots of different theories on this. I remember listening to a podcast episode on the Life Coach School podcast, and they talked about transferring each item on your to-do list onto a weekly calendar. So something like Google Calendar or Outlook, and then throwing away your to-do list. So you're only allowed to use the time you have allocated to that task, and then you must move on to the next task, even if you're not finished. Now, imagine using that strategy. It would help to build in some catch-up time, just in case you didn't quite get to it. Um, My time-blocking strategy is not quite so rigid, but it is a really great way of allocating time to tasks or projects, especially the ones that keep falling through the cracks. It's also a really good way of blocking time for um, tasks that you can batch. Um, And I, I don't know if you're familiar with that concept of batching, but, you know, for example, for podcasting, you know, I might spend time batching writing out what I'm going to talk about or brainstorming the topics that I want to talk about and then allocate a different part of time different part of the calendar to actually record say multiple podcast interviews or episodes at a time because I've got all the equipment on anyway so if I record each episode and then I can then send all of that um, audio off to my lovely VA MC who will edit it so it's just a great way of staying in the zone batching tasks. Another time strategy and productivity hack is something like using the Pomodoro method where you set a timer to work for say 25 minutes and then have a five minute break. In the 25 minutes of work you focus completely on the task at hand and don't get distracted by your phone or notifications or other things. If you get distracted easily Um, Something like a newsfeed eradicator can work so you don't kind of accidentally wander on to Facebook. Or maybe setting focus time on your device. I know I talked about this a little bit in an episode a couple of weeks back where we talked about making space. But there are plenty of apps and tricks and tips out there to help us get rid of notifications and use our focus time when we can. I truly do believe, though, that it's not a one-size-fits-all and you need to find a strategy that works for you because we're all different, right? We all work in different ways. So, you know, somebody might particularly love a planner um, and it really works for them 
and for someone else it doesn't. But I really just want you to think, how are you spending your time at the moment? I wonder if you did a little audit right now, what you would discover. How much time do you spend on devices? How much time do you spend on self-care and looking after yourself? Do you ever give yourself permission to rest? How much time do you spend doing things for other people? And incidentally, possibly feeling resentful about what you're not doing for yourself. So I just want to leave you with that thought. How can we get more intentional about how we spend our time? An awareness of how we're currently spending our time is a really powerful place to start. Rather than getting to the end of the day and going, wow, where did that day go? How can we be more intentional about how we spend our time? So just to re what's the word, (laughs) just to go over it again. Think about your language around time. How are you creating a sense of ease and flow and calm around time? I have all the time I need. Everything will get done in good time. Are you prioritizing your own self-care? Are you making it a priority before you do everything else in the to-do list? Do you have good boundaries around your time? Are you good at saying yes to the things that truly light you up and bring you joy and saying no to the things that drain your energy? Number four is outsourcing. What can you delegate to other people, other services? Where can you call in support so that you have more time in your week? Number five is planning and preparing. How can you set yourself up for an amazing week? And think about what productivity hacks work for you. Experiment. Do some time blocking. Try the Pomodoro method. Turn off your notifications. <laughs> I think that should just be a standard, a standard piece of advice. Turn off your notifications. So I hope these little tips and tricks and insights on time help you create more time in your life to be doing the things that you truly love. I'd love to know if you found this helpful. Pop on over to the Mama Love Lounge Facebook group and tell me. Tell me if you found it helpful and what things that you do in your life that help you create more time. I would love to know your tricks too. Talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Mama Love Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. If you love the show, I'd be honored if you could hit subscribe. 
perhaps you'd like to hire me as your very own coach, cheerleader and support crew. You can find out more about my coaching services over at mamalove.com forward slash coaching. That's M-U-M-M-A-L-O-V-E.com forward slash coaching. Or just come and chat to me on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Love. Talk to you soon.